హరే కృష్ణ వెల్కమ్ టు దిస్ ఎపిసోడ్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత టుడే వీ విల్ బీ స్టరింగ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత చాప్ ఆదిలీలో చాప్టర్ టూ టెక్స్ట్ సిక్స్టీ ఆల్ ద వే త్రూ నైంటీ సిక్స్ సో దిస్ చాప్టర్ ఇస్ డెడికేటెడ్ టు ద ఎక్స్ప్లెనేషన్ ఆఫ్ ద థర్డ్ వర్స్ ఆఫ్ ద చైతన్య చరితామృత ఆఫ్ ద ఫస్ట్ ఫోర్టీన్ వర్సెస్ సో వీ విల్ బీ స్టరింగ్ ద టాపిక్ ఫర్ టుడే ఈజ్ రిఫ్యూటింగ్ ద ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్ దట్ నారాయణ ఇస్ ద సోర్స్ ఆఫ్ కృష్ణ the last week we have uh, studied krishna is the source of narayana now there will be arguments because some believe that narayana is the source of krishna so this is refuting that argument all right <coughs> om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya om namo bhagavate vasudevaya ఓం అజ్ఞానతిరాంధ్య జ్ఞానాంజనశలాకయా చక్షురున్మీలితం యేన తస్మై శ్రీగురవే నమ శ్రీచైతన్యమనోభీష్టం స్థాపితం యేన భూతలే స్వయం రూప కదామహ్యం దాతి స్వపదాంతికం వందేహం శ్రీగురో శ్రీ యుతపదకమలం శ్రీగురున్ వైష్ణవాంశ్చ శ్రీరూపం సాగ్రజాతం సహ గణరఘునాథాన్మితం తం సజీవం సాద్వైతం సావధూతం పరిజన సహితం కృష్ణచైతన్యదేవం శ్రీరాధాకృష్ణపాదాన్ సహ గణలలితా శ్రీవిశాఖాన్విత్య హే కృష్ణకరుణాసింధో దీనబంధో జగత్పతే గోపేష గోపికాకాంతరాధాకాంతనమోస్తుతే తప్తకాంచన గౌరాంగీ రాధే వృందావనేశ్వరీ వృషభానుసుతే దేవి ప్రణమామి హరి ప్రియే వాంఛాకల్పతరుభ్యశ్చ కృపాసింధుభ్యవనేభ్యో వైష్ణవేభ్యో నమో నమ నమో విష్ణుపాదాయ కృష్ణప్రేష్ఠాయ భూతలే శ్రీమతే భక్తి వేదాంతస్వామినితి నామినే నమస్తే సారస్వతి దేవే గౌరవాణీ ప్రచారిణే నిర్విశేషశూన్యవాది పాశ్చాత్యదేశతారిణే జయ శ్రీకృష్ణచైతన్య ప్రభునిత్యానంద శ్రీ అద్వైతగదాధర శ్రీవాసాది గౌరభక్తవృంద హరే కృష్ణ హరే కృష్ణ 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 హరే 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 రామ హరే రామ 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 హరే హరే సో వెల్కమ్ టు దిస్ ఎపిసోడ్ ఆఫ్ చైతన్య చరితామృత సో టుడేస్ టాపిక్ ఈజ్ రిఫ్యూటింగ్ ద ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్ దట్ నారాయణ ఇస్ ద సోర్స్ ఆఫ్ కృష్ణ ఎస్పెషలీ అమంగ్ ద శ్రీ వైష్ణవస్ దోస్ ఇన్ ద సౌత్ ఇండియా ద ఫాలోవర్స్ ఆఫ్ శ్రీ రామానుజాచార్య దే ఎస్పెషలీ um stick by that understanding that narayan is the source of krishna so the background is that narayan or vishnu especially the kshirodakshaya vishnu is the origin of all the avatars in this material world only in the case of krishna when he comes personally he comes once in a day of brahma and when he comes he comes with all his amsha and kala all his, all his plenary portions and portions of plenary portions merge merge with him and he comes along with them so krishna is in other words avatari 
avatar means the source of all avatars and avatars are the rest of them so that's why in the dashavatar stotra of jayadev goswami in the dashavatar there is no krishna <laughs> so but in the final shloka he said these are all incarnations of krishna so that is the thing <clears throat> so we have studied evidence of it in the last week uh, last week session that how all the vedic evidences were uh, which state that krishna is the source of narayana so what if some actually put forward the argument of narayana is the source of krishna so what to do in such a situation so that's the topic today so as you know this whole topic is an explanation of the third verse of the chaitanya charitamrita so that's why before we go further we will chant this um, third verse i mean this verse that is on the screen here and then we will go to that explanation yadadvaitam brahmo panishadi tadapyasya tanubha ya atmantaryami purusha iti sosyam shavibhava षडश्वरी पूर्ण यह भगवान्वयं नैतन्यागति परमिह सो दिस इज द श्लोक सो वट इज द मीनिंग वॉट द उपनिषद्स डिस्क्राइब एज द इंपर्सनल ब्राह्मण इज बट द इफॉल्स ऑफ इज बॉडी and the lord known as a super soul or paramatma is but his localized plenary portion lord chaitanya is the supreme personality of godhead krishna himself full with six opulences he is the absolute truth and no other truth is greater than or equal to him so this verse is being expanded upon in the second chapter of the chaitanya charitamrita the entire second chapter is based on this one verse so we have been studying it for the past i think 2 3 sessions and now we will go to the next section of this explanation so we ended here last week adilila chapter 2.60 so we'll continue from here brahma atma bhagwan krishner vihar e artha na jani murkha artha kore ar not knowing that brahman paramatma and bhagwan are all features of krishna foolish scholars speculate in various ways <clears throat> so this is actually where we where we begin today avatari narayan krishna avatar teho chaturbhuj ih manushya aakar here it is said because narayan has four hands whereas krishna looks just like a man they say that narayan is the original god whereas krishna is but an incarnation because krishna is you know he looks ordinary right only two hands and but narayan has four something special so he is a source so purport some scholars argue that because narayan has four hands whereas shri krishna has only two narayan is the original personality of godhead and krishna is his incarnation such unintelligent scholars do not understand the features of the absolute already shri prabhupad said here unintelligent scholars 
यही मते नाना रूप करे पूर्व पक्ष ताहारे निर्जिते भागवत पद्य दक्ष in this way their arguments appear in various forms but the poetry of the Bhagavatam expertly refutes them all so now he's going to quote from the Srimad Bhagavatam Vadanti tat tatva vidas tatvam yajnana madvayam brahmeti paramatmeti bhagavaniti shabdhyate learned transcendentalists who know the absolute truth say that it is non-dual knowledge and is called impersonal brahman the localized paramatma and the personality of godhead so first he is explaining he is quoting this verse first so this is from the Srimad Bhagavatam 1.2.11 so the supreme personality of godhead can be understood in three different phases as brahman paramatma and bhagavan we have gone through this in depth in the previous I think two three sessions before of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now next Shunobhai Eishlok Koroha Vichar Ek Mukhya Tattva Tin Tahar Prachar My dear brothers kindly listen to the explanation of this verse and consider its meaning. The one original entity is known in his three different features. Advaya Gyan Tattva Vastu Krishnera Swarup Brahma Atma Bhagavan Tintara Roop Lord Krishna himself is the one undivided absolute truth, the ultimate reality. He manifests himself in three features as Brahman, Paramatma and Bhagavan. Purport In the verse from Srimad Bhagavatam cited above, 1.2.11 The principal word Bhagavan indicates the personality of Godhead and Brahman and Paramatma are concomitant concomitants deduced from the absolute personality as a government and its ministers are deductions from the supreme executive head. In other words, the principal truth is exhibited in three different phases. The absolute truth, the personality of Godhead Shri Krishna, Bhagavan, is also known as Brahman and Paramatma although all these features are identical they're not different they're just different stages of understanding they're not they don't exist as at three different levels or something they exist at all the time it's just what we are able to realize the import of this verse has stopped you from arguing now listen to another verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Ete chamsha kalahapumsaha krishnastu bhagavan svayam indra rivyakulam lokam mridayanti yuge yuge All these incarnations of Godhead are either plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha avatars. But Shri Krishna, but Krishna is the supreme personality of Godhead himself. In every age, he protects the world through his different features when the world is disturbed by the enemies of Indra or the demons. So you see, Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. Ete Shamsa Kalapumsa Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam. Actually, this is coming from the 1.3.28 as you can see here. Srimad Bhagavatam 1.3.28. Now, in that chapter, the whole third chapter of the first canto is 
listing so many different incarnations of Krishna. And Krishna is also mentioned as one of them. And then finally, after all of them, you will see this declaration being made. What is that? All these incarnations of Godhead are either plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purushavataras. But Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Etecha Amsha Kalaha Pumsa So, Amsha means plenary portion. Kala means portion of the plenary portion. So, Etecha Amsha Kalaha Pumsa Krishnastu Bhagavan Swayam So, Purport, this statement of Srimad Bhagavatam definitely negates the concept that Shri Krishna is an avatar of Vishnu or Narayan. Lord Shri Krishna is the original personality of Godhead, the supreme cause of all causes. This verse clearly indicates that incarnations of the personality of Godhead such as Shri Rama, Narasimha and Varaha all undoubtedly belong to the Vishnu group. But all of them are either plenary portions or portions of plenary portions of the original personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. Shab avatarer kore samanya lakshan, tarmadhi krishna chandrer korila ganan. The Bhagavatam describes the symptoms and deeds of the incarnations in general and counts Sri Krishna among them. Tabe suta gosai mane paya bada bhai. Bada boy. Jar J Lakshan Taha Korilo Nishchoy. This made Sutta Goswami greatly apprehensive. Therefore, he distinguished each incarnation by its specific symptoms. Avatar Shab Purusher Kala Amsha Swayam Bhagavan Krishna Sarva Avatamsa. All the incarnations of Godhead are plenary portions or parts of the plenary portions of the Purusha Avatars. But the primeval Lord is Sri Krishna. He is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the fountainhead of all incarnations. So this is um, explanation of that verse. Purva Paksha Kohe Tomar Bhalata Vyakhyan Paravyom Narayan Swayam Bhagavan An opponent may say, this is your interpretation, but actually the Supreme Lord is Narayan, who is in the transcendental realm. Teho Ashi Krishna Rupe Koren Avatar E Artha Shloke Dekhi Ki Arvichar. He, Narayan, incarnates as Lord Krishna. This is the meaning of the verse as I see it. There is no need for further consideration. Tare Kohe Keno Koro Kutar Kanuman Shastra Virudhartha Kabhuna Hoy Praman. See? To such a misguided interpreter, we may reply, Why should you suggest such fallacious logic? An interpretation is never accepted as evidence if it opposes the principles of scripture. So, the point is that interpretation may be necessary when something is not clear. But when the statement of scripture is given, if our interpretation opposes the statement of scripture, then that interpretation is of no use. So they are trying to interpret, but no need to have interpretation, direct meaning if you take Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. Now, Anuvadam Anuktvatu 
न विधेयम उदीरयेत नह्यलब्धास्पदम किंचित कुत्रचित प्रतिष्ठती वन शुड नॉट स्टेट अ प्रेडिकेट बिफोर इट्स सब्जेक्ट फॉर इट कैनॉट दस स्टैंड विदाउट प्रॉपर सपोर्ट वन शुड नॉट स्टेट अ प्रेडिकेट बिफोर इट्स सब्जेक्ट सो यूजली दैट्स द ग्रामेटिकल रूल द प्रेडिकेट शुड नॉट कम बिफोर द सब्जेक्ट went home um say um went home arjun that's not how we speak arjun went home so the subject comes first and the predicate comes later predicate is something which describes the subject subject comes first usually then we know whom you're talking about what you're talking about if you just talk about something where you don't explain what you're talking about it's very confusing right so so that is the thing explained here so this rhetorical rule appears in the ekadashi tattva 13th canto in connection with the metaphorical use of words an unknown object should not be put before the known subject because the object has no meaning if the subject is not first given अनुवाद ना कोहिया ना कोही विधेय विधेय आगे अनुवाद कोही पश्चात विधेय इफ आई डू नॉट स्टेट अ सब्जेक्ट आई डू नॉट स्टेट अ प्रेडिकेट फर्स्ट आई स्पीक द फॉर्मर एंड देन आई स्पीक द लैटर विधेय कोहिए तारे ये वस्तु अज्ञात अनुवाद कोही तारे जे होए ज्ञात द प्रेडिकेट ऑफ अ सेंटेंस इज व्हाट इज अननोन टू द रीडर whereas the subject is what is known to him joyche kohi ei vipra param pandit vipra anuvad ihar vidheya panditya for example we may say this vipra is a greatly learned man vipra means brahmana scholar this vipra is a greatly learned man in this sentence the vipra is a subject and the predicate is his erudition विप्रत्वख्यातापांडित्य अज्ञात अतएव विप्र आगे पांडित्य पश्चात द मैंस बीइंग अ विप्र इज नोन बट हिज एरुडिशन इज अननोन देयरफॉर द पर्सन इज आइडेंटिफाइड फर्स्ट एंड हिज एरुडिशन लेटर तैछे इह अवतार शब होइल ज्ञात कार अवतार एई वस्तु अविज्ञात same in the same way all these incarnations were known but whose incarnations they are was unknown see this very nicely is explaining with grammatical arrangement so in other words in bhagavatam all the incarnations were mentioned now these incarnations everybody knows because you know we have heard so many stories of different different avatars of vishnu right now these are all stated as avatars whose avatars they are that was unknown and therefore at the end it was given whose avatar they were krishna stu bhagwan swayam so this is the way he is explaining in the same way all these incarnations were known but whose incarnations they are was unknown एते शब्दे अवतारेर आगे अनुवाद 
पुरुषेर अंश पाछे विधेय संवाद फर्स्ट द वर्ड एते एते चांश कलापुम सह दैट वर्स एते फर्स्ट द वर्ड एते दीज एस्टैब्लिशेस अ सब्जेक्ट द इनकार्नेशंस देन प्लेनरी पोर्शंस ऑफ द पुरुष अवतार्स फॉलोस एज द प्रेडिकेट तो इच्छे कृष्णा अवतार भीतरे होयल ज्ञात ताहार विशेष ज्ञान शे अविज्ञात इन द सेम वे व्हेन कृष्णा वाज फर्स्ट काउंटेड अमंग द इनकार्नेशंस स्पेसिफिक नॉलेज अबाउट हिम वाज स्टिल अननोन अतएव कृष्ण शब्द आगे अनुवाद स्वयं भगवा भगवत्ता पीछे विधेय संवाद विधेय संवाद therefore the first the word krishna appears as a subject see again in the same way when krishna was first counted among the incarnations specific knowledge about him was still unknown okay so therefore the first the word krishnastu bhagavan swayam so ete chamsha kalapumsa ete means his incarnation subject ete chamsha kalapumsa so that is the predicate next line krishnastu bhagavan swayam again krishna is the uh, subject and to bhagavan swayam that is the predicate therefore first the word krishna appears as a subject followed by the predicate describing him as the original personality of godhead krishner swayam bhagavatta iha hoilo sadhya swayam bhagavaner krishnatva hoilo badhya this establishes that shri krishna is the original personality of godhead the original personality of godhead is therefore necessarily krishna so he is analyzing the verse so this is how we have to study the verses shlokas not just you know we are chanting and finish you know closely closely study them so this is called um what is that supathan supathan means closely studying them not simply just you know for the sake of chanting ch- chant something कृष्ण जदि अंश हो अंशी नारायण तबे विपरीत हो सुतेर्वचन सुतेर्वचन हैड कृष्ण बीन द प्लेनरी पोर्शन ऑफ पोर्शन एंड नारायण द प्राइमिवल लॉर्ड द स्टेटमेंट ऑफ सूद गोस्वामी वुड हैव बीन रिवर्स्ड राइट नारायण अंशी जय स्वयं भगवान तेहो श्री कृष्ण ऐछे करित व्याख्यान दस ही वुड हैव सेड नारायण द सोर्स ऑफ ऑल इनकार्नेशंस इज द ओरिजिनल पर्सनालिटी ऑफ गॉड ही हैज अपीयर्ड एज श्री कृष्ण वुड हैव सेड लाइक दैट बट ही डिड नॉट से इट लाइक दैट भ्रम प्रमाद विप्रलिप्सा करणापाठ आर्ष विज्ञ वाक्य नाही दोष ए सब mistakes illusions cheating and defective perception do not occur in the sayings of the authoritative sages so he does not make such mistakes sudha goswami purport shrimad bhagavatam has listed the avatars the plenary expansions of the purusha and lord krishna appears among them but the bhagavatam further explains lord krishna's specific position as a supreme personality of godhead since lord krishna is the original personality of godhead reason and argument establish that his position is always supreme had krishna been a plenary expansion of narayan the original verse would have been differently composed indeed its order would have been reversed but there cannot be mistakes illusion cheating or imperfect perception in this in the words of uh, 
liberated sages. Therefore, there is no mistake in the statement that Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The Sanskrit statements of Srimad Bhagavatam are all transcendental sounds. Srila Vyasadeva revealed these statements after perfect realization and therefore they are perfect. For liberated sages like Vyasadeva never commit errors in their rhetorical arrangements. Unless one accepts this fact, there is no use in trying to obtain help from the revealed scriptures. That is true. Why should we study the revealed scriptures if we don't have faith in in those statements? We first have to accept it axiomatically that Krishna and his pure devotees do not make mistakes in such philosophical uh, understanding. Brahma refers to false knowledge or mistakes such as accepting a rope as a snake or an oyster shell as gold. So, this is called mistakes. Pramad refers to inattention or misunderstanding of reality. See, like a magician especially capitalizes on this defect of the audience. We are all inattentive. What the magician does actually? What is sleight of hand? Sleight means, you know, you know, cheating with the hand. Actually, he is a cheater. And people pay to get cheated on the, you know, they sit in the audience, they love to get cheated by the magician on the stage. So, they are paying the cheater to cheat them. So, but it's for entertainment. That's why they, you know, they like their senses to be cheated. I mean, (laughs) so actually what he is doing, he is not producing something fantastic or he's like he produces a rabbit from a hat or, you know, some, so many tricks they do, right? Actually, nobody can create anything like that. He cannot create life at will like that, right? Um, Otherwise, you know, and there's no need of having sex or no need of... You can just pull out babies or something like that, right? So, that doesn't happen. So, how is he doing it? He is taking advantage of our inattention. He is distracting us in one way and then taking out something. So, they are so fast and so expert at this that you can hardly notice. And if an ordinary man or woman can you know, fool us. Krishna being the supreme magician, you think he cannot fool? So he is, you know, that's why the Maya, Maya is what? His illusion. Maya is his illusion. So, whoever is enamored by Maya has this problem, Pramada, inattention or misunderstanding of reality. Like for example, we all take our body to be ourself. You know, we identify with this body. That is pramada. That is inattention. If we look at it attentively, hmm, that's why Prabhupada always said, why do we say, this is my head, my body, my hands, my mind, my heart, my brain. If all these are mine, who am I? If I possess all these things, if these things are my possession, who am I? Who who is the possessor of these things? I am saying my, my, my. Who is I? Who is that I? So this is called attentive observation. But because we are inattentive, just I, you know, I. That's inattention. That's not looking at it carefully. And because of that, we are getting cheated. Just like, you know, there is this program, TV show called Fool Us. I don't know if you know this. 
there's these two magicians what are the pen and teller yeah famous magicians pen and teller p e n n and teller so they were two magicians um, they did a lot of magic shows before now they are older people they still can do all magic so many but the show is called foolers because they are the judge they both are the judges and then the audience is there and the contestants they come on to the stage they try to fool pen and teller and if they can successfully fool them that means if pen and teller these two magicians cannot make out what trick they did that's it they get a prize so <laughs> when they do all those tricks on the stage the audience is just enjoying wow this is like super 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 but most of the time these two magicians because they are so attentive and they know the tricks of the trade so they are observing what is going on and most of the time they will they will they will find out what is the you know um, secret behind those tricks but sometimes they cannot make it out and that's when they were also fooled so that magician is you know gets a prize so there is a show like that so why why i'm saying this is because in attention and because these two judges are so attentive they know exactly what is going on there they know what is going on but a person who does not know the trick he does not know both are seeing the same thing the audience is looking at the same person these judges are also looking at the same person why one person understands one person doesn't is because of the knowledge these judges they have knowledge of how the magic works how these tricks work similarly a devotee and a non devotee see the same thing but a devotee sees everything in connection with krishna but the non devotee cannot see anything they don't know that this is actually a trick of maya you know they can't see it they, everybody sees the body but the non devotee sees it as himself or you know he gets infatuated with another body maybe a boy gets infatuated with a girl or girl girl with a boy and nowadays boy with a boy girl with a girl all kinds of things so anyway they are getting attached to this body you see but that is again illusion because that is not the person that is not the person so they are falling for these tricks but a devotee who knows uh, he can see uh, this is body and soul so that is the difference uh, between a person the other example is <laughs> there was this joke so what happened one ship just did not start technicians came engineers came all kinds of people came and inspected and inspected just looking around every nook and corner of the ship they just tried everything they could it was not working then they somebody suggested hey, this person this person is very expert call him they called him they he came and he he saw he saw the ship was not moving okay he just went somewhere and then moved something and then started the ship started moving the big ship started moving then wow thank you thank you then um, so what is your fees uh, he said 10000 dollars uh, come on i mean what did you do you did not do anything you know no no tools nothing no you just moved something and then ship started and then you are saying 10000 this is not fair yeah so 2 dollars for moving the thing and 9998 for knowing what to move <laughs> because you guys could not figure out what to move and when i did it and you're saying that and there's nothing 
<laughs> so that's why my fees is 10,000. So what is what was important there? You see, the, both the people, all the people were looking at the same thing. But one understood, one did not understand. Like the other example Prabhupada gave, you know, uh, when a car breaks down, you open the bonnet, you look at the whole thing, you don't understand what's going on. At least I, I know how to drive. But you ask me to repair a car, no, I don't understand what is going on inside the car. So I open the bonnet, it's the same for me. Whether it's working or not working, it looks the same. So, but if a mechanic, if a technician comes, uh, he knows exactly. Okay, he sees, okay, okay, this is the thing. Okay, you move something, finish. And he charges you, he bills you a few hundred dollars. Why? Because he knows what to do. So, looking at the same thing but with different knowledge, you will, you will understand it differently. You cannot say, oh, everybody is looking at the same thing, what is so different? No, but one looking with knowledge, one looking without knowledge. So, a person who is self-realized, he is full of knowledge. Or as much knowledge as Krishna will reveal to him. Especially about him, you know, everything. He will know everything actually. Jai Krishna Tattva Vitta Shai Guru Hoi. Who is a guru? Who knows the signs of God? And when we say signs of God, God is the origin of everything. So when signs of God means, signs of God means all his energies also. So signs of everything. So who specializes in the signs of God? He is the knower of everything and he can be the guru. He can guide others. Because he sees things as they are. That is called Tattvadarshinaha. Tattvadarshi. He is a seer of the truth. He knows exactly. Everything is related to Krishna. In fact, he sees Krishna directly. You may say, he is also seeing like me. I am also having two eyes. He is also having two eyes. Is your third eye open? Sometimes they ask us like that. Oh, you are how many years into Hare Krishna? 15 years. Oh, okay. Your third eye is opened already? What third eye? Why? I need to do operation or what? No, I mean, so no, no, that, that third eye, you know, spiritual. What is third eye? What is spiritual eye? There is no such thing. Premanjana churita bhakti vilochanena. There is bhakti vilochana. There is the ointment of love of Godhead with which we can actually see Krishna properly and everything in relation with Krishna. That is proper vision, not like some third eye or something like that. That is bogus. Bogus. So, these things are going on and some people are actually some so-called yogis, babas, they are saying, oh, I will open your third eye, you give me some $10,000. They are doing, honestly they are doing like that. So, this is all cheating. So, pramada means, refers to inattention or misunderstanding of reality. I mean, I will give you an example. When we see a spoon half dipped in a glass of water, we see the spoon as bent because of refraction of light. That's a, that's a property of light, it, it bends. That's why the spoon appears bent. But actually it is not bent. So it is tricking us. So inattention, that is misunderstanding of reality. Because we don't understand what is the thing that is making a, that look bent. See, so this is Pramada. So then Vipralipsa is the cheating propensity. If I don't know, uh, as they say, if you can't make it, then fake it. This is called cheating. They can't make it, 
they fake it like the moon landing perfect example they couldn't make it they couldn't go to the moon they just faked it this is called cheating when i don't know something i have to be honest i don't know about it not that i act like i know and i explain you know as if i am a big scholar you know that's cheating karna patav refers to imperfectness of the material senses imperfect senses there are many examples of such imperfection the eyes cannot see that which is very distant or very small this is our again imperfections we can't see things uh, one cannot even see his own eyelid which is the closest thing to his eye and if one is disturbed by a disease like jaundice he sees everything to be yellow these are all imperfections similarly the ears cannot hear distant sounds since the personality of godhead and his planetary portions and self realized devotees are all transcendently situated they cannot be misled by such deficiencies so when they state something that is going to be absolutely true hmm. they will not make mistakes viruddhartha kaho tumi kahite karo rosh tumar arthe avismrita avimrishta sorry tumar arthe avimrishta vidheyamsha dosh you say something contradictory and become angry when this is pointed out your explanation has the defect of a misplaced object this is an unconsidered adjustment so the same uh, from the point of grammar he is arguing this point jar bhagavatta hoyte anyar bhagavatta swayam bhagavan shabder tahate satta only the personality of godhead the source of all other divinities is eligible to be designated swayam bhagavan or the primeval lord deep hoyte jayche bahu deeper jwalan mool ek deep taha koriya ganan this is actually explanation of brahma samhita verse when from one candle many others are lit i consider that i consider that one the original from which many candles were lit so purport the brahma samhita chapter 5 verse 46 states that the vishnu tattva or the principle of the absolute personality of godhead is like a lamp because the expansions equal their origin in all respects a burning lamp can light innumerable other lamps and although they will not be inferior still the lamp which sorry still the lamp from which the others are lit must be considered the original similarly the supreme personality of god had expands himself in the plenary portions of the vishnu tattva and although they are equally powerful the original powerful personality of godhead is considered the source this analogy is also sorry this analogy also explains the appearance of qualitative incarnations like lord shiva and lord brahma according to shila jeeva goswami shambhostu tamodhishthanatvat kajjalamaya sukshma deepa shikha sthaniyasya na tatha samyam the shambhu tattva the principle of lord shiva is like a lamp co- covered with carbon because of his being in charge of the mode of ignorance the illumination from such a lamp is very minute therefore the power of lord shiva cannot compare to that of the vishnu principle you see this explanation of deepa the one candle lighting another candle he jeeva goswami extended that definition to even lord shiva because usually that is actually meant for vishnu 
that verse. But he extended that to even Lord Shiva. He said, yes, this is also like a Deepa, but then it is like a lamp covered with carbon. Like, you know, those lamps, you know, where there's a glass. And then when there is this light and then inside all is, if it gets all the soot gets, you know, accumulated, then it will become very dark. So the, the light from that is not very bright. So like that it is compared. Krishna in the same way is the cause of all causes and all incarnations. Please hear another verse to defeat all misinterpretations. So this is also from the Bhagavatam. Second Kanto. Atra sargo visargascha sthanam poshanamutayaha manmantare shanukatha nirodho muktirashrayaha dashamasya vishudhyartham navanam ihalakshanam varnayanti mahatmana shrute narthena chanjasa. Here in the Srimad Bhagavatam, ten subjects are described the creation of the ingredients of the cosmos, that, sorry, one. 1. The creation of the ingredients of the cosmos. 2. The creations of Brahma. 3. The maintenance of the creation. 4. Special favour given to the faithful. 5. Impetuses for activity. 6. Prescribed duties for law-abiding men. 7. A description of the incarnations of the Lord. 8. The winding up of the creation. 9. Liberation from gross and subtle material existence. And 10. The ultimate shelter the supreme personality of godhead if you see here ashrayaha especially the first 10 are the are the 10 subjects the next shloka there are two shlokas here actually so the second shloka is explaining but this the first 10 well, the first shloka is actually listing down all 10 of the subjects of Srimad bhagavatam means that Bhagavatam deals with these ten subjects. Bhagavad Gita deals with five subjects. What are they? Ishwara, first the, um, the Supreme Lord. Jiva, the living entity which we are. Then um, Kala, time. Then, um, what is that? Material nature, Prakriti. And finally, Karma, or our activities. Fruitive activity action and reaction. So, these are the five topics of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam deals with ten topics and these are the ten. Now, purport. Oh, haven't explained yet. The ultimate shelter is the ten, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The tenth item is the shelter of all the others, Ashrayaha. The tenth item is the shelter of all the others, the rest of them. See? So, to distinguish this ultimate shelter from the other nine subjects, the Mahajans have described these nine directly or indirectly through prayers or direct explanations. So, in other words, the creation of the ingredients of the cosmos, the creations of Brahma, the maintenance of the creation, special favor given to the faithful, impetuses for activity, prescribed duties for law-abiding men, Description of the incarnations of the Lord, the winding up of the, up of the creation and liberation, liberation. All these 
are sheltered by the tenth object, which is the supreme personality of Godhead, Ashraya. He is the Ashraya Vigraha. We are Ashrita. Everything else is Ashrita, and that is Prakriti, and He is Purusha. Um, so we are all Ashrita. That means we are taking shelter of Him, either directly or indirectly through Maya or whatever. We are taking shelter of. But he is the shelter. He is offering the shelter. That is called Ashraya. Ashrita means we are accepting that shelter. So every other thing is dependent on the Ashraya. Hmm. Purport. These verses from Srimad Bhagavatam 2.10.1 and 2 list the 10 subject matters dealt with in the text of the Bhagavatam. Of these, the 10th is the substance and the other nine are categories derived from the substance. These ten subjects are listed as follows. So there is explanation here. One, Sarga, the first creation by Vishnu. The first creation by Vishnu, the bringing forth of the, five, of the five gross material elements, the five objects of sense perception, the ten senses, the mind, the intelligence, the false ego and the total material energy or universal form. This is the first subject, Sarga. It is already so broad. You see? Um. <clears throat> like they say in um, nowadays modern science, they, they just learn a very specific thing about one particular thing. That's why they say a specialist is a person who knows everything about something. So, he may know everything about something, but the rest of the things he doesn't know. But a devotee, because he takes knowledge from Krishna, he has very expert knowledge in every field. Uh, so, in this way, he is, of course, he may not be, you know, um, like, for example, um, an engineer, he will know very minute technicalities. A, a devotee, if he is if he is empowered by the Lord, he will also know. Like Brahma, he is a primeval engineer in this universe. He engineered the he engineered everything else practically, right? So that is engineering. And where did he get his engineering degree from? From Vishnu. He gave him the knowledge, and he became engineer. And engineered the whole universe. <clears throat> so, Brahma is empowered to do that. And not everybody needs to be empowered to do that. So, as much as we should know to conduct ourselves in this life and get liberated, or as much as we should know uh, regarding our service, that we will be made known by the mercy of Krishna, somehow or other. He will make us know everything. So, Visarga, the secondary creation or the work of Brahma in producing the moving and unmoving bodies in the universe, Brahmanda. So, all the secondary creation, first creation is all the ingredients, you know, the whole facility wherein the conditioned souls can be accommodated. Just like a real estate developer, he will, he will uh, first you know, develop the land and make buildings and apartments. And once everything is made, uh, then yes, you can start selling. I mean, you can, people start, can start occupying them. You know, like that. So, first creation was all the facility, the apartments. 
the second creation is all the living entities he did not create the living entities but the bodies of these living entities then third sthana the maintenance of the universe by the personality of godhead vishnu vishnu's function is more important and his glory his glory greater than brahma's and lord shiva's for although brahma is the creator and lord shiva the destroyer vishnu is the maintainer and maintaining requires the most intelligence you see to create something requires a lot of intelligence definitely to destroy something doesn't require any intelligence the worst fool is expert will be expert at destroying things what is what do the terrorists do they just destroy and they are considered disturbing elements right so destruction is the easiest thing to do and because it doesn't require much intelligence maintaining something that is created that requires a lot of effort <clears throat> i mean let's talk about a relationship for example a friendship now to make friends yeah it's not that difficult to maintain that friendship lifelong yes that requires a lot of um lot of effort to destroy it very simple right <laughs> very simple to destroy any relationship so similarly maintaining of the entire universe that is taken care of by vishnu himself nobody can actually replace him in that next four so that sthana is another how he is maintaining everything in bhagavad gita he gave a synopsis he said maya tatam idam sarvam jagadavyakta murtina or he says uh, in the 10th chapter that ekamshena sthito jagat everything the whole universe is just maintained by a single fragment of myself so how that is being maintained that detail is given in the bhagavatam so in the bhagavad gita he condensed everything like headlines now the explanation of each of those is there in the bhagavatam portion for special care and protection for devotees by the lord as a king maintains his kingdom and subjects but nevertheless gives special attention to the members of his family so the personality of god gives special care to his devotees who are souls completely surrendered to him so this is his portion so this aspect is also very much there in the bhagavatam how he is like for example um narasimhadev he came to protect um pralad maharaj and similarly there are so many incarnations who came and encouraged the devotees paritranaay sadhunam vinashaay shuddhishkritam so this he said in the bhagavad gita but the practical uh, demonstration of these statements is found in the bhagavatam this is portion by destroying the demons he is giving encouragement to uh, the devotees in fact he does not does not really come to destroy the demons because there are so many agents his maya can easily kill any demon that's why you see durga devi she is putting the trishul on the mahishasur durga is maya and all the asuras of this world can easily be dealt with by durga devi but uh, he actually comes to encourage his devotees to nurture his devotees personally personally he comes he feels obliged by the devotion of the devotees so special care and protection for devotees by the lord so this is the portion 5 uti the urge 
for creation or initiative power that is the cause of all inventions according to the necessities of time, space and objects. The urge for creation. This is another. The initiative power. And this is all explained in the Bhagavatam in the fifth canto especially. In the inventions. I mean everything is mentioned there. So this is Uti. Manmantara. The periods controlled by the Manus who teach regulative principles for living beings who desire to achieve perfection in human life. That is why there is Manusamhita or Manusmriti. So, there is also Yagyamalkya Smriti. So, in this way there are Dharma Shastras. So, Manu, this Manusmriti is one of the Dharma Shastras. So, they come, Manu, Manu means what? Manu means the father of mankind. Mankind is therefore called man. Even the word man comes from the word Manu. And in Sanskrit, we have the words Manushya or Manava. So, these words are coming from the word Manu. Because we are descendants of Manu, therefore we are called Manushya or Manava. So, they are the fathers of mankind, progenitors. See? <clears throat> so, there are 14 Manus in a single day of Lord Brahma. And like that, for... 100 years. I mean, similar days for 30 days is one month, and similar months are 12 years, uh, one year, similar 12 months is one year, and similar 100 years. So, in every day, there are so many Manus coming. A total of half a million Manus in the entire lifetime of Lord Brahma. That means in the entire lifetime of the universe. So, the periods controlled by the Manus, that is also explained. Ishanukatha, scriptural information regarding the personality of Godhead, his incarnations on earth and the activities of his devotees. Isha Anukatha. Scriptures dealing with these subjects are essential for progressive human life. This is very essential because in um, Bhagavad Gita again he said, Janma karma chame divyam mevam yo vetti tattvataha taktyakva deham punarjanma naiti mameti sorjuna. He said, anybody who knows about my janma and my karma, which are divyam, Hmm? which are not ordinary uh, janma karma chame divyam evam yovati tattvataha tyaktva deham punar janmanayati such a person will not have another rebirth and he will come back to me he said that but how to know about his janma and karma ah, bhagavatam that's why bhagavad gita and bhagavatam are inseparable what is said in the bhagavad gita is expanded upon in the bhagavatam Nirodha, the winding up of all energies employed in creation. How the energies, now creation we have seen, how the winding up happens, how the destruction of this universe happens. See, that is also explained. Such potencies are um, emanations from the personality of Godhead who eternally lies in the Karana ocean. The cosmic creations manifested with his breath are again dissolved in due course. Mukti 9. Liberation of the conditioned souls encaged by the gross and subtle coverings of body and mind. When freed from all material affection, the soul, giving up the gross and subtle material bodies, can attain the spiritual sky in his original spiritual body and engage in the transcendental loving service to the Lord in Vaikuntha Loka or Krishna Loka. When the soul is situated in his original constitutional position of existence, he is said to be liberated. 
it is possible to engage in the transcendental loving service to the lord and become jeevan mukta liberated soul even while in the material body so this liberation is a another great topic of the bhagavatam liberation means not only after you reach after you leave this body but also while staying in the material world how to be a jeevan mukta everything is explained hmm. like we have the example of ambarish maharaj he was jeevan mukta every all pure devotees are jeevan mukta they are staying in this material world and at the same time they are liberated hmm. now 10 ashraya the transcendence the samam bonam from whom everything emanates upon whom everything rests and in whom everything merges after annihilation he is the source and support of all the ashraya is also called the supreme brahman as in the vedanta sutra athato brahma jignasa janmadyasya yatah shrimad bhagavatam especially describes this supreme brahman as the ashraya the shri krishna is this ashraya and therefore the greatest necessity of life is to study the science of krishna this is called krishna tattva Shrimad Bhagavatam accepts Sri Krishna as a shelter of all manifestations because Lord Krishna the supreme personality of godhead is the ultimate source of everything the supreme goal of all two different principles are to be considered herein namely ashraya the object providing shelter and ashrita the dependence requiring shelter the ashrita exists under the original principle the ashraya then the first nine categories described in the first nine cantos of shrimad bhagavatam from creation to liberation including the purusha avatars the incarnations the marginal energy or living entities and the external energy or material world are all ashrita the prayers of shrimad bhagavatam however aim for the ashraya tattva so you see all the different prayers of kunti devi of bhishma dev of you know um what is a vritasura of lord shiva of narad muni of um, gajendra huh? of so many bhagavatam is full of prayers uddhava so many so now all of them are targeting the ashraya see the prayers of shrimad bhagavatam however aim for the ashraya tattva the supreme personality of god shri krishna the great souls expert in describing shrimad bhagavatam have very diligently delineated the other nine categories you see sometimes by direct narrations and sometimes by indirect narrations such as stories the real purpose of doing this is to know perfectly the absolute transcendence shri krishna for the entire creation both material and spiritual rests on the body of shri krishna as he said in the bhagavad gita again मत परतरम नान्यत्किंचिदस्ति धनंजय मयि सर्वमिदं प्रोतम सूत्रे मणिगणा इव द ही सेज मत परतरम नान्यत देयर इज नोबडी इक्वल टू बी देयर इज नोबडी सुपीरियर टू मी एवरीथिंग दैट एग्जिस्ट्स एग्जिस्ट लाइक द पर्ल्स दैट आर स्ट्रंग ऑन द थ्रेड एंड आई एम लाइक द थ्रेड व्हिच इज होल्डिंग एवरीथिंग एल्स although i am invisible like in a necklace you can't see the thread you will see all the beautiful pearls and everything but the thread is the one which is holding everything together uh, that invisible support of the entire 
manifestation is Krishna. He is the Ashraya. Next, Ashraya Janite Kohi E Navapadartha E Naver Utpatti Hetu She Ashrayartha. To know distinctly the ultimate shelter of everything that be, I have described the other nine categories. The cause for the appearance of these nine is rightly called their shelter. Now these nine things are there, but the cause of their appearance is rightly called their shelter. Cause of their existence is because of the ashraya. Krishna ek sarvashraya krishna sarvadham krishner sharire sarva vishvera vishram. The personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna, is the shelter and abode of everything. All the universes rest in his body. Dashame dashamam lakshyam ashritashraya vigraham Shri Krishnakhyam param dhama jagadhama namamitat. The tenth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam reveals the tenth object, the, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the shelter of all surrendered souls. He is known as Sri Krishna and he is the ultimate source of all the universes. Let me offer my obeisances unto him. Purport. This quotation comes from Sridhar Swami's commentary on the first verse of the 10th canto, chapter 1 of Srimad Bhagavatam. <clears throat> so he commented, Sridhar Swami commented on the Bhagavatam. And in the 10th canto, first verse, in the commentary of that verse, he has mentioned this shloka. Dashame dashamam lakshyam ashrit ashraya vigraham Shri Krishna Khyam Param Dhama Jagad Dhama Namamitat. Quite clear. Krishner Swarup Ar Shakti Trayagyan Jarhoi Taranahi Krishnete Agyan. One who knows the real feature of Shri Krishna and his three different energies cannot remain ignorant about him. Purport. Srila Jiva Goswami states in his Bhagavat, Bhagavat Sandarbha, in the 16th verse, that by his potencies which act in natural sequences beyond the scope of the speculative human mind, the Supreme Transcendence, the Samam Bonam, eternally and simultaneously exists in four transcendental features, his personality, his impersonal effulgence, particles of his potency, the living beings, and the principal cause of all causes. The supreme whole is compared to the sun, which also exists in four features, namely the personality of the sun god, the glare of his glowing sphere, the sun rays inside the sun planet, and the sun's reflections in many other objects. The ambition to corroborate the existence of the transcendental absolute truth by limited conjectural endeavours cannot be fulfilled. See? That means we cannot uh, prove the existence of the Absolute Truth by our mundane intelligence, conjecturing. Conjecture means we, we do it with, with our intelligence, right? The ambition to corroborate the existence of the Transcendental Absolute Truth by limited conjectural endeavours cannot be fulfilled because he is beyond the scope of our limited speculative minds. In an honest search for truth, we must admit that his powers are inconceivable to our tiny brains. The exploration of space has demanded the work of the greatest scientists of the world, yet there are countless problems regarding even fundamental knowledge regarding um, sorry, 
fundamental knowledge of the material creation that bewilder scientists who confront them. It's true. Such material knowledge is far removed from the spiritual nature and therefore the acts and arrangements of the absolute truth are, beyond all doubts, inconceivable. You see now. <laughs> How Shri Prabhupada is explaining here? See, in an honest search for truth, we must admit that His powers, Krishna's powers, God's powers, are inconceivable to our tiny brains. Next, he says, the exploration of space. You see, His powers are so inconceivable to our tiny brains that the space which the scientists are trying to explore is nothing but one of the many numberless universes. And in that... In this universe, which is just one of the numberless, there are numberless planets and they, are, they only know about this planet. They are claiming that they know something about some other planets and they are trying to explore a little bit into space. But comparing the vastness, the, you know, the sheer um, size of this universe, how much have we even explored? It's very, very minute. Yeah? So here he is saying, the exploration of space has demanded the work of the greatest scientists of the world, yet there are countless problems regarding even fundamental knowledge of the material creation that bewilder scientists who confront them. So even fundamental knowledge, even very basic knowledge about the material universe, they are not sure of. They have the uncertainty principle. We had to learn in our school, in science, the uncertainty principle. That means you don't know. You just gave it a fancy name. You're saying that uncertainty principle. You basically you don't know. So they just you know <laughs> they're good at marketing things. They're good at phrasing things up and making it sound like wow the uncertainty principle is such a difficult concept. Basically it's just they don't they don't know what they're talking about. They're uncertain. They don't know what they're talking about. So that's where they come from. They actually don't know. They are just making wild speculations, Big Bang Theory and this and that. I mean, where did they come up? I mean, simply throwing some whatever comes to their, you know, stupid minds. So, this is their speculation. But, so even material knowledge, which is very, very insignificant compared to spiritual knowledge, even that material knowledge, they don't have any information almost, practically nil. This universe is one of the numberless universes and in this universe there are numberless planets and there is vast expanse of space and they have just explored very little of that. And that itself they do not know, they are uncertain about many things. So, if they can't even find this, how, that's why it is said, such material knowledge is far removed from the spiritual nature, is way inferior or far, far, far away. From the spiritual knowledge which is even much more comprehensive or much more um, substantial see and therefore the acts and arrangements of the absolute truth are beyond all doubts inconceivable if we, if even this material world is inconceivable for the scientists what is because the source of everything the ashraya so the ashraya must be inconceivable if he can be conceived what kind of ashraya is he that means your mind is ashraya for that person. See, 
if anything can rest <clears throat> on something, that resting place is the ashraya. Like the pearls are resting on the thread. So the thread is the ashraya for the pearls. So they are resting on the thread. So if some conception <coughs> can be within our mind, that means our mind is a resting place for that idea. That means we have understood everything. <coughs> We have understood everything about it. So, that is, that means our mind is able to contain that thing, whatever it is. But, if the ashraya can be contained within our minds, what kind of ashraya is he? That means our mind is a resting place for that ashraya, right? How can that be? He is the ashraya for everything. There is no ashraya for him. Uh, so therefore by definition God has to be inconceivable God's material energy is already inconceivable how can we conceive God we cannot take God so cheaply so that is explained here so such material knowledge which already bewilders the scientists is far removed from the spiritual nature <laughs> I mean, the spiritual knowledge is far 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 above such material knowledge and even this material knowledge they cannot understand so therefore the absolute truth are beyond all doubts inconceivable the primary potencies of the absolute truth are mentioned to be three internal external and marginal by the acts of his internal potency the personality of godhead in his original form exhibits the spiritual cosmic manifestations known as the vaikuntha lokas so there is internal energy antaranga shakti there is external energy bahiranga shakti and marginal energy Tatastha Shakti. Yeah? This is also explained in the Vishnu Puran, which is Vishnu Shakti Para Prokta, Kshetra Gnakya Tathapara, Avidya Karma Samgyanya, Tritiya Shakti Rishyate. So, Antaranga Shakti, Bahiranga Shakti, and Tatastha Shakti. Tatastha means, you know, uh, middle. You know, actually, it is spiritual, but sometimes covered, overpowered by material energy. That is, we we the souls we are actually spiritual in nature but we are sometimes covered like the beach it is actually land but sometimes it is covered by water when it's high tide so now we are having a high tide of maya so we are under so we are thinking you know we are also this material product so when the beach is covered by such water we take it to be part of the ocean we count it as part of the ocean because water is there so when that land is revealed oh then we say it is land so sometimes it is land, sometimes it is known as land, sometimes it is known as water. But actually it is always land. Sometimes it is covered by water, sometimes it is uncovered by water. But land it, it always is. So like that, we are always spiritual. Sorry. I just hit the camera. So we are always spiritual. But sometimes we are covered by Maya and therefore we consider ourselves as material. So... Um, by the acts of his internal potency, Antaranga Shakti, the personality of Godhead in his original form <coughs> exhibits the spiritual cosmic manifestations known as the Vaikuntha Lokas. Vaikunthas are exhibitions of his internal energy. Now, 
which exists eternally even after the destruction of the material cosmic manifestation parastasmatu bhavanyo vyakto vyakta sanatanah that is explained in bhagavad gita 8.20 by his marginal potency the lord expands himself as living beings who are part of him just as the sun distributes its rays in all directions see so that is also another uh, nice example now when the sun rays are distributed you know each sun ray is made up of so many small small particles so we are like those particles we don't have as much illumination as the sun but we have some illumination mm. uh by his external potency the lord manifests the material creation it is called bhinna prakriti separated energy external energy just as the sun with its rays creates fog fog is nothing but um created by the sun only but when the sun comes directly the fog disappears hmm. cloud is also like that cloud is also a creation of the sun but by the cloud we 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 cannot have our vision of the sun is covered the cloud cannot cover the sun because the sun is far too big um than the earth i mean even millions of times than the earth and the cloud is just like one small portion of the earth it is covering that's all so how can the cloud completely cover the sun it cannot it can cover our vision of the sun so similarly maya and that cloud is what energy of the sun only sun evaporates the water and then that becomes a cloud now similarly maya is an energy of krishna but by the influence of that energy our vision of krishna is covered the material creation is but a perverse reflection of the eternal vaikuntha nature these three energies of the absolute truth are also described in the vishnu purana where it is said that the living being is equal in quality to the internal potency whereas the external potency is indirectly controlled by the chief cause of all causes krishna maya the illusory energy misleads a living being as fog misleads a pedestrian by blocking off the light of the sun although the potency of maya is inferior in quality to the marginal potency see this although the potency of maya is inferior in quality to the marginal potency which consists of the living beings who are part and parcel of the lord it nevertheless has the power to control the living beings just as fog can block the actions of a certain portion of the sun's rays although it cannot cover the sun the living beings covered by the illusory energy evolve in different species of life with bodies ranging from that of an insignificant ant to that of brahma the constructor of the cosmos the pradhana the chief cause of all causes is the impersonal vision okay before we go further here it is said the living beings covered by the illusory energy evolve in different species of life with bodies ranging from that of an insignificant ant to that of the brahma the constructor of the cosmos now evolution this evolution is not exactly the darwin's theory of evolution that one body changed into another body and it became like that no this is evolution there is evolution but not of the body body is not adapting no the soul is moving through different bodies the soul's consciousness is the same but the covering is being progressively removed as the soul climbs from one body to the next to the next to the next 
so this is um, a maya so the different stages of uncovering and finally when it comes to human platform then yes the covering was almost completely removed and there is so much facility that's why human life is the most important the most important because in this life the covering of maya is almost completely removed there is in fact there is a chance to completely remove it altogether and that is called a jivan mukta hmm. that's why krishna it is said nicely we have seen this verse before shrimad bhagavatam uh, canto 11 chapter 9 today morning also in the shrimad bhagavatam class sundagopal prabhu was showing this see सृष्ट्वा पुराणि विविधान्यजयात्मशक्त्या वृक्षान् सरीस्रपपशून् खगदन्दशूकान् तैस्तैरतुष्टहृदयः पुरुषं विधाय ब्रह्मावलोकधिषणं मुदमापदेवः अतुष्टहृदयः सी दिस अतुष्टहृदयः पुरुषं सी व्हाट इज अतुष्टहृदयः मींस अनसैटिस्फाइड इन हिज हार्ट Mudam means happiness. See, what is the thing? The supreme personality of God had expanded, sorry, expanding his own potency, Maya Shakti, created innumerable species of life to house the conditioned souls. Yet, by creating the forms of trees, reptiles, animals, birds, snakes, and so on, the Lord was not satisfied within his heart. then he created human life which offers the conditioned soul sufficient intelligence to perceive the absolute truth and became pleased so actually regarding this verse prahlad prabhu from pondicherry he asked a very nice question he asked a question to me but i took too long to reply i didn't know how to reply to it <laughs> so he asked sundagopal prabhu and sundagopal prabhu replied to him over a call um the question was that how can the lord be not satisfied with something he has done how can i mean he is the reservoir of all pleasure right he is always happy how come he is not satisfied in his heart what is this so the answer is that on his own he is satisfied he made perfect arrangement but he is not satisfied because we are suffering just like a devotee forget about the lord now devotee a devotee of the lord he already thinks about others ha huh? paradukha dukhi uh, what is that um uh sanatan goswami's verse Ah, this is the one. Vairagya yug bhakti rasam prayatnair apayayan maam anabhip sumandham kripam budhirya paradukha dukhi sanatanastam prabhumashrayami. So Sanatan Goswami, this is a prayer to Sanatan Goswami by Raghunath Das Goswami. So he said I am unwilling to drink the nectar of devotional service possessed of renunciation but Sanatan Goswami out of his causeless mercy made me drink it 
even though I was otherwise unable to do so. Therefore, he is an ocean of mercy. He is very compassionate to fallen souls like me. And that is, it is my duty to offer my respectful obeisance unto his lotus feet. Now, especially this verse, this phrase here, Paradukha Dukhi, Kripambudhiriya Paradukha Dukhi. Paradukha Dukhi means his unhappiness is to see others unhappy. Personally, he is very happy. Hmm. That's why Prahlad Maharaj also says, right? In the Srimad Bhagavatam. 7943. You should all know these verses by heart now. We are quoting them so many times. Naivo dvije paraduratya yavaitaranyas Tvadvirya gayana maham ritamagna chittaha Sho chetato vimukha chetasa indriyartha Maya sukhaya bharamudvahato vimudhan So he is saying Naivo dvije paraduratya yavaitaranyas He is saying, oh best of the great personalities, I am not at all afraid of material existence for wherever I stay, I am fully absorbed in thoughts of your glories and activities. I am completely happy. I have no worries. Hmm. I am fully satisfied. See, in great ocean of nectarian spiritual bliss, Mahamrita Magna Chitta, whose consciousness is absorbed. I am absorbed in bliss. I am blissful. But Shoche, on one hand, I have this Mahamrita Magna Chittaha. On the other hand, I am Shoche. Bhagavad Gita says, Na Shochati Na Kangshati. Hmm? Brahma Bhuta Prasannatma. Those who have spiritually realized, Prasannatma, fully blissful, Brahma Bhuta. Na Shochati Na Kangshati. They don't have any worries. They don't have any desires, lamentation or nothing, hankering. But here, Prahlad Maharaj is saying, I am Shoche. Why? Shoche tato vimukha chetasa indriyartha maya sukhaya bharam udvahato vimudhan. These fools and rascals, when I look at them, oh, I become so worried. How much they are taking upon them this burden of material existence, thinking that it is happiness. Maya sukhaya bharam. So his unhappiness is to see the others unhappy. Now, where do these devotees get this quality from? this quality from the Lord. So when he is Atushtahridaya, he is not satisfied. It is because he is seeing the sufferings of the living entities. All these other bodies of the living entities don't provide the answer to, to such permanent answer to such suffering. But human form provides. And in the human form also, <laughs> now <laughs> Prahlad Maharaj is saying, So they are making elaborate plans for material happiness. That is among humans. The Lord became happy with creating the human form. But now, even among humans, how many are actually interested? So that is also another. But at least human form, there is a chance. There is a 100% chance that we can make our life successful. 100%. So that's why it is very satisfying. Therefore, we can preach among the human beings. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he came, he made even the tigers, the Elephants, the deer, the lions, the snakes, everybody dance. In fact, recently, just a few days back, <coughs> I, somebody shared with me a nice video of uh, Charan Bahari, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, 
the dance scene happened in the jharkhand forest jharkhand forest so all the footprints of the animals the animals were also dancing in ecstatic love of godhead when chaitanya mahaprabhu was passing through the jharkhand forest the animals when he started dancing in ecstasy the 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 lions the tigers the deer the zebra the elephant the snakes everybody dancing full sankirtan going on you know monkeys everybody full festival in the forest you watch any any national geographic videos the animals what they do they kill each other and eat you know they just hiding and um, hiding from the others or they are attacking uh, only attack that's all they know they don't know love hardly very very few examples we see that there are some um, friendly exchanges but otherwise it's just it's just struggle for existence in the forest now when chaitanya mahaprabhu went there everybody was dancing so much so that the ecstasy of their bodies melted the stone on which they were dancing it was all stone you know in the forest and the the video is showing you know you can see charan pahade next time we should go i never went there so all the footprints of the animals were on the stone now when you go to jagannathpuri temple on the garuda stambha there is marks of the fingers of chaitanya mahaprabhu because he was looking at the lord jagannath ji from the garuda stambha he was he was having his hand here and he was looking at the lord in ecstatic love and as he was looking his hand because of the love it melted stone it does not just melt stone hearted people his love did not even did not just melt stone hearted people but it actually melted stone and what to speak of animals hearts which are also like stone like right they just care about themselves i mean they they care nothing about the others so they are also like stone stone hearted but even the stones melted so even when the animals were dancing their feet because of their ecstasy completely rejuvenated their spiritual um, you know um, <laughs> original constitutional position of love of godhead love of godhead they were imbued with i mean imagine a tiger a lion you look at any lion videos if you want how ferocious the lion is i mean is a symbol of fear and this lion chanting in love of god hare krishna like this chaitanya mahaprabhu did that and then the stones melted because of their footprints and you can see all the footprints of the different various animals imprinted on the stone there snake also was there snake uh, this thing also was there so this is chaitanya mahaprabhu <laughs> he could make even animals chant we we can at least induce some human beings to chant animal like human beings but anyway at least they have a human body they using it like animal you know like a child if you give him a mobile phone he will throw it you know he will do something he will not not know what to do with it he doesn't know the full potential of what is that what that is so he just uses it as if, as if it's some ordinary toy so we are given this valuable human life but our consciousness is like the animal uh, we're not we're not i mean um, extracting the full potential of our human life hmm. unless we come to krishna consciousness everybody is wasting human life waste 
it is a waste today's morning bhagavatam class is all about this old age huh? actually i will show you one verse um we all have heard this many times these kind of shlokas that you know you know one one moment gone will never come back you know even with paying millions of dollars now there's another verse um one second let me remember ah you see this shrimad <laughs> bhagavatam 11.20.16 Aho ratrais chidyamanam budhvayur bhayavepathuhu bhayavepathuhu mukta sangah param budhva niriha upashamyati Knowing that one's duration of life is being similarly cut down by the passing of days and nights, one should be shaken by fear. How it is... Without attachment, a bird gives up the tree in which his nest was constructed when that tree is cut down by cruel men who are like death personified and thus the bird achieves happiness in another place. So when a bird stands on a tree, branch, now when the branch is cut, the bird, you know, flies out. He is not dependent on the branch. Although he is standing on the branch, he is not dependent on the branch. But if we stand on the branch, if somebody cuts the branch, we will fall down. But the bird does not. The bird is not worried. Why? He is not attached to the branch. Because he has power of his wings. He can just fly. So, similarly, although we may be existing on, in this material world, we should not be attached. We should not be dependent. Our happiness, our um, distress should not be uh, defined by the material circumstances. We should be detached. We should have the wings of the bird. So, you know, he, the bird just goes. So, the, the branch will be cut one day. So, the example is that knowing that one's duration of life is being similarly cut down by the passing of days and nights. And we are depending on this life. We are thinking we are very dependent. Uh, one should be shaken by fear. I mean, if we get a death notice now, now, if we get a death notice, okay, you're going to die in one month, two months. Nothing else matters in our life. We'll just be overtaken by fear, right? I mean, an ordinary person would. A devotee is not supposed to. <laughs> if he's sufficiently advanced, he's not supposed to uh, feel that fear. But why we should be shaken by fear? Why we should be afraid of death? Not because, oh, we're going to die, everything is going to be finished. No, that's not, the, that's not the point. The point is that this human life, it is temporary, yes. But after this life, there is no guarantee that we might get a human life again. So that opportunity for serving the Lord to make our life perfect is running out. The golden chance, the only escape route from this material universe is this human body and that is running out with each and every day each and every year we celebrate birthdays what is birthday birthday means we are you know such and such so many years closer now to death so that is what it means 
we are celebrating oh i am dying i am dying yay if you get a cancer um, uh, what is that if, if you are diagnosed with cancer <coughs> do we celebrate yay i am dying in 2 months yay we do we do that huh oh no i am so sad you know what kind of story i mean what kind of uh, news is this you know people say that but when some birthday happens oh celebration <laughs> but it's the same thing when the notice when we get cancer or whatever you know some some terminal illness or whatever it is one day we have to die of some some or the other reason right so when we get that <coughs> reason we are we know our clock is ticking but is our clock not not ticking now just because you know there is no immediate cause for this body to end does not mean that this body is not going to end it will end are why are we not serious about it because of maya maya makes us think ah still time is there just like you know when we prepare for exams two weeks for exams are last two days no we'll fully we'll put it into our head you know cram it in now let's go to movie you see ha huh. this is a mentality until last minute they will do nothing and last minute comes <gasps> panic <coughs> so we should not be like this uh, we should know what is what it is not to be panicked because <gasps> i'm going to die shaken by fear means the opportunity is being lost the golden opportunity is being lost why are, why should be wasting it we should not waste it so this is another perspective of you know how with each passing day and night you know we should be shaken by fear actually hmm. wow the opportunity i mean what we are taking as um granted taking for granted will not be possible you know will not be possible when we are in old age actually today's morning subject was all this old age and death the miseries of old age i mean actually what is the shloka yeah show you this this was vidura he was instructing dhritarashtra to get out of the house because shamelessly was sitting inside the house of his enemy you see you see what he said because after all the kurukshetra war was finished it is dhritarashtra's sons who fought the whole war who initiated the whole thing the big war and after they were killed dhritarashtra the father of the kauravas who always supported the kauravas was being maintained by the pandavas he was staying in the pandavas house now hmm? and he was eating their food so now <laughs> you see vidura came and saw this dhritarashtra sitting in the pandavas house and he was like what nonsense you are huh you don't have any shame like a dog you're eating the food left by bhima whom you hated so much who killed all of your sons and that remnants of his food you are eating you don't have any shame or what and he scolded him so much heavy heavy words you see and dhritarashtra was thankful actually <laughs> and he took the advice of vidura uh, this is sadhu sadhu means he will tell the truth are wake up you are in the sleeping you know sleeping in the blind uh, darkness of this maya wake up so this is sadhu's business so sometimes when the person cannot hear he has to shout hey wake up and then yes he may wake up so sometimes the sadhu will shout unpleasant language 
సి ఏన చైవాభిపన్నోయం ప్రాణై ప్రియతమైరపి జనస్సద్యో వియుజ్యత కిముతాయ కిముతాన్యైర్ ధనాదిభి హువెవర్ ఇస్ అండర్ ద ఇన్ఫ్లుయెన్స్ ఆఫ్ ద సుప్రీం కాల ఇటర్నల్ టైమ్ మస్ట్ సరెండర్ హీస్ మోస్ట్ డియర్ లైఫ్ అండ్ వాట్ టు స్పీక్ ఆఫ్ అదర్ థింగ్స్ సచ్ ఎస్ వెల్త్ ఆనర్ చిల్డ్రన్ ల్యాండ్ అండ్ హోమ్ వీ టు సరెండర్ అవర్ వెరీ లైఫ్ టు టైమ్ ద మీన్స్ వీ టు డై వన్ డే వాట్ టు స్పీక్ ఆఫ్ అదర్ థింగ్స్ విచ్ ఆర్ యూనో వెల్త్ ఆనర్ చిల్డ్రన్ ల్యాండ్ అండ్ హోమ్ అండ్ ఆల్ దట్ దెన్ నెక్స్ట్ యువర్ ఫాదర్ బ్రదర్ వెల్ విషర్స్ అండ్ సన్స్ ఆర్ ఆల్ డెడ్ అండ్ పాస్డ్ అవే యూ యువర్ సెల్ఫ్ హ్యావ్ ఎక్స్పెండెడ్ ద మేజర్ పోర్షన్ ఆఫ్ యువర్ లైఫ్ యువర్ బాడీ ఇస్ నౌ ఓవర్టేకింగ్ బై ఇన్వాలిడిటీ and you are living in the home of another look at your position dhritarashtra try to understand your position then andha puraiva vadhiro manda pragnyascha sampratam vishirna danto mandagni saraga kaphamudvahan udvahan you have been blind from your very birth and recently you have become hard of hearing means your, your ears also not functioning properly or having problem hearing also you first of all you were blind from your birth already he was blind not only physically but also mentally spiritually he was blind because that's why he made such stupid decisions supporting his sons but of course it's all the will of the lord that's another thing but you see he was blind in every single way so you have been blind from your very birth and recently you have become hard of hearing your memory is shortened and your intelligence is disturbed your teeth are loose your liver is defective and you're coughing up mucus I mean in other words he's saying you are old you are an old man instead of saying you are an old man he gave a more vivid clear picture to him so that he can understand oh yeah you know what all the symptoms of old age are there correct and i did i did really become old you know he is not convinced he is simply having that's why he says next verse you see ahomahiyasi jantor జీవితాషా యథాభవాన్ భీమాపవర్జితం పిండం ఆదత్తే గృహపాలవత్ అలాస్ హౌ పావర్ఫుల్ ఆర్ ద హోప్స్ ఆఫ్ అ లివింగ్ బీయింగ్ టు కంటిన్యూ హిస్ లైఫ్ వెరీలీ యు ఆర్ లివింగ్ జస్ట్ లైక్ అ హౌస్ హోల్డ్ డాగ్ అండ్ ఆర్ ఈటింగ్ రెమ్నెన్స్ ఆఫ్ ఫుడ్ గివెన్ బై భీమా డోంట్ హ్యావ్ ఎనీ షేమ్ సి హౌ స్ట్రాంగ్లీ హీ స్పోక్ అండ్ ధృతరాష్ట్ర అప్రిషియేటెడ్ ఇట్ బికాస్ ఇట్ వాస్ రియాలిటీ బట్ నవడేస్ ఉపదేశో హి మూర్ఖాణాం ప్రకోపాయ నశాంతయే యూ గివ్ ఉపదేశ్ టు అ మూర్ఖ హీ ప్రకోప హీ విల్ బికమ్ వెరీ యాంగ్రీ నశాంతయే హీ విల్ నాట్ టేక్ ద అడ్వైస్ ఇన్ ఇన్ అ సేన్ మ్యానర్ నో హీల్ నాట్ కీప్ హి స్కూల్ హీల్ బికమ్ వెరీ యాంగ్రీ ప్రకోపాయ నాట్ కోప కోప మీన్స్ యాంగ్రీ ప్రకోపాయ మీన్స్ వెరీ యాంగ్రీ సో యూ సీ ఉపదేశం మూర్ఖాణం బట్ ధృతరాష్ట్ర వాజ్ నాట్ సచ్ అ మూర్ఖ హీ వాజ్ వెరీ ఎగ్జాల్టెడ్ పర్సనాలిటీ ఆల్సో ఐ మీన్ ఇఫ్ యూ హ్యావ్ టు బీ ఇన్ ద పాస్ట్ టైమ్స్ ఆఫ్ కృష్ణ ఇట్స్ నాట్ ఆర్డినరీ రైట్ సో ఈ వాజ్ అ పవర్ఫుల్ పర్సనాలిటీ అండ్ ఇన్ఫ్యాక్ట్ హీ వెంట్ టు ద ఫారెస్ట్ అండ్ హీ మెడిటేటెడ్ అండ్ హీ సెల్ఫ్ ఇమోలేటెడ్ హిమ్సెల్ఫ్ విత్ అ ఫైర్ జనరేటెడ్ బై హిస్ ఓన్ యోగిక్ పవర్ హీ వాజ్ నాట్ అన్ ఆర్డినరీ పర్సన్ బట్ యూ సీ హౌ పవర్ఫుల్ ఇస్ మాయా ఎవ్రీబడీస్ అటాచ్డ్ అండ్ ఈవెన్ ఓల్డ్ మ్యాన్ very attached to their family and everything just like you know as if they got to continue their life for eternity in this body as a soul they will but that's why actually we <laughs> like to continue our life for eternity 
you see here the hopes of living uh, to continue his life hopes of a living being why that hope is there always always because by nature we always live our life always continues that's why we tend towards that but our body is telling us another story um, so we are perplexed are i have on one hand i have this hope of living eternally and on the other hand the body is just failing me so the thing is we have to understand that the, yes we cannot live in this body eternally we have to live eternally without the body <laughs> in the spiritual world and that is what the whole bhagavad gita bhagavatam our whole study is all about our whole lifestyle is all about hmm. see a sadhu should never flatter kings or rich men to live comfortably at their cost a sadhu is to speak to the householders about the naked truth of life so that they may come to their senses about the precarious life and material existence dhritarashtra is a typical example of an attached old man in household life he had become a pauper in the true sense yet he wanted to live comfortably in the house of the pandavas of whom bhima especially is mentioned because personally he killed two prominent sons of dhritarashtra namely duryodhana and dushasan these two sons were very much dear to him for their notorious and nefarious activities and bhima in particular sorry bhima is particularly pointed out because he killed these two pet sons so he, vidura wanted to ignite the fire of renunciation in the heart of dhritarashtra and he put as much firewood and fuel you know to add to the flames <laughs> so to make the flame bigger so he used words like bhima dog remnants of bhima you are eating you have all these symptoms listing list of symptoms of old age you see all the number of symptoms you have he just did not say you have gray hair that's not a serious thing are you have all these you are blind you are hard of hearing you are blind from birth first of all spiritually materially mentally everything you are blind first of all hard of hearing your teeth became loose you look at your teeth became loose your memory is failing your intelligence is disturbed huh? you think you are simply young man or what huh? shameless fellow so he said like this so then only he uh, woke up <laughs> so this is sadhu's business <laughs> so propa said is a thankless task preaching is a thankless task nobody will thank you for it if you tell him that you are, you are you are going to die you know you are you know you are becoming old man you know you don't have any brains you know come on worship you know, nobody likes <laughs> but that is the truth <laughs> so because nobody likes so therefore sometimes okay we, you know nicely it has to be said of course a person also has to understand have some intellect to understand that this is actually for his own benefit dhritarashtra had that intellect and he could take the chastisement of vidura why has dhritarashtra living why was dhritarashtra living there at the house of the pandavas because he wanted to continue his life comfortably even at the risk of all humiliation for a man of honor dishonor is worse than death what is that verse 234 huh? um forgot 234 sambhavitasya chakirtir maranad atirichyate for a respectable person dishonor is worse than death sambhavitasya chakirtir maranad atirichyate hmm. so dishonor is worse than death huh? but he is choosing to live in dishonor just look at him hmm. yeah, he he want to continue his life comfortably even at the risk of all humiliation vidura therefore was astonished how powerful is the urge to continue life 
This sense of continuing one's life indicates that a living being is eternally a living entity and does not want to change his bodily habitation. The foolish man does not know that a particular term of bodily existence is awarded to him to undergo a term of imprisonment and the human body is awarded after many many births and deaths as a chance for self-realization to go back home back to Godhead. But persons like Dhritarashtra try to make plans to live there in a comfortable position with profit and interest for they do not see things as they are. Dhritarashtra is blind and continues to hope to live comfortably in the midst of all kinds of reverses of life. A sadhu like Vidura is meant to awaken such blind persons and thus help them go back to Godhead, where life is eternal. Once going there, no one wants to come back to this material world of miseries. We can just imagine how responsible a task is entrusted to a sadhu like Mahatma Vidura. Now, you see, these examples. Now, why Dhritarashtra had to be blind? Of course, we know the story where Vyasadev conceived um, this um, child in the womb of you know, um, Ambalika, sorry, Ambika, who closed her eyes when having relationship with uh, Vyasadev. And that's how he became blind. But why? Now, try to understand that Dhritarashtra was a perfect example of a materialist who is actually blind. We all are in this by, covered by Maya, we are blind. Om Ajnana Timira Andhasya Jnana Anjana Shalakaya Andhasya. We are, we are fools, we are blinded. We are blind like Dhritarashtra. Now we are laughing, oh Dhritarashtra blind. Ho oh, oh, ho oh. you know, Vidura, you know, he chastised him nicely, he gave nice, uh, you know, firing. But actually, that blind person we are. Okay. That blind person are what we are. Yeah. We are not some big sadhu, Vidura. So these stories, when 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 somebody tells us, hey, you are blind, you are rascal, you are, you know, then we don't like it. But when you know, it is pointed to others, it is not so painful to us to hear. Right? Sometimes we even enjoy it. But from such stories, we have to understand that, hey, that, that, that blind man is actually me. Hmm. It is another way. Just like Narad Muni, he uh, told the story of one Puranjan, a fictitious character. He was talking this to Prachina Barhishat, King Prachina Barhishat in the Bhagavatam. And he was telling of this allegorical story of one man called Puranjan. Actually, that Puranjan was none other than the Prachina Barhishat. But if he said that, hey, you Prajin Bharat, you became a fool. He would not maybe like it. So he told us an allegorical story. This Puranjan, he was very attached to his, you know, family, hearth and home. And you know, he always was following his wife, you know. And then he got attached to his home and this thing. And everything he was describing about Puranjan. And Prajin Bharat said, wow, okay, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, you see. Mm. So he was, he, he was contemplating, wow, what a, what a life, you know. It's a lot of suffering. Then, finally, it dawned on him that he was a person. Oh! <laughs> so, Dhritarashtra is a blind man. Uh, he, it was a historical fact, but that's also symbolic to our condition. We are blind. And we need somebody like Vidura, a sadhu, who will extricate us from this blindness. Like a household dog, we are... You know, we don't have any regards for our, our, uh, I mean, our real purpose of life. And we are wasting time, just like a household dog. So, of course, if, somebody, if we are told the same thing, we may not have the humility to accept such statements. 
so the sadhus they're always thinking of how to help even though the person is not ready to take the instructions okay upadeshohi murkhanam prakopayana shante if i give instruction to a fool uh, he will get angry okay i will not give him instruction i will tell him a story stories everybody like <laughs> that story will give the instruction to this person so indirect so sadhus are always thinking krishna is also thinking krishna also why he made this leela in such a way that dhritarashtra has to be blind again all these things the, he is making a story so that is a reflection of us only hmm. so instead of telling us directly your fool your rascal he is putting one fool there uh, a demonstration fool and we are nicely enjoying the whole drama mahabharat oh this and that oh the trashtra is very cruel and this blind fellow you know we are that blind fellow uh, finally so that has to be realized at the end of the whole story oh this is actually nothing but our story um <clears throat> of course we are not in the past times of krishna not in that way but we are the you know we have so many lessons to take from these scriptures so you know sadhus are always thinking how to help the fallen souls even though they don't want to be helped they will get angry if you help them never mind but still i have to help them some way allegorical story or talking nicely or falling at his feet that also that is also said by who uh, prakashanand saraswati <laughs> he said very nice verse wow not even single time so really trinakam oh how come it is not even there anyway the verse is dante nidhaya trinakam padayor nipatya kritva chakakushatam aham bravimi he sadhava sakalameva vihaya dura chaitanya chandra charane kurutanuragam he said dante nidhayatranakam padayor nipatya i will fall at your feet hmm? a materialist this is a sadhu approaching a materialist now here one one way is vidura hey, you are behaving like dog wake up get out that's one way dhritarashtra is intelligent and humble enough to take that instruction now we are not dealing with such people mostly especially in kali yuga immediately they will get angry so what is other way dante trinaya dante trinaya nidhaya tranakam padayor nipatya sir i bow down to your feet dandavat pranam ha kritvacha kakushatam aham bravime you are such a great sadhu you know you are such a great man you are you did this you did that i mean what you did not do you are excellent you are absolutely fantastic magnanimous charitable this that and he is sadhava you are a sadhu you are a sadhu not me you are a sadhu then the person is sufficiently flattered <laughs> yes my dear what you want huh? uh, yeah what what i can do for you i am very satisfied with your pleasant sweet language what i want sakalam eva vihaya dura whatever you have learned sir throw it away far vihayo durat not even near far away whatever you have learned is a rubbish 
थ्रो इट फार अवे चैतन्य चंद्र चरणे कुरुतानुरागम सरेंडर टू द फीड ऑफ श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु दैट विल एक्चुअली हेल्प यू ऑल वॉट एवर यू हैव डन वॉट एवर अंटिल नो वॉट आई हैड इट्स नॉट गोइंग टू हेल्प यू दिस विल हेल्प यू बिकॉज वंस यू आर हिज फ्रेंड नो देन इट इज ईजियर टू बी अ लिटिल बिट यू नो जस्ट लाइक विदुरा ही वॉज हू ही वॉज ब्रदर ऑफ धृतराष्ट्र So he could tell like that. If you meet a stranger on the street and say you're a dog, <laughs> he will file a police complaint, right? <laughs> so we can't do that. So first, get that friendship of him, uh, flatter him, whatever you do, get that friendship. Got it? Now tell him, Sakalameva vihaya duraat. Whatever you have learned, sir, please throw it far away. It was useless. Chaitanya Chandra Charane Kurthanu Ragam. You surrender to the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then you will get all, all perfection. That is actual way. So in this way, this is another approach. Another approach is also there. Hanuman, he went, burnt Lanka, finish, kill them. That we cannot do now. We have no power. Neither it is legal. It will be counted among terrorist activities. So we can. What we do? Chant Hare Krishna. Then we can. Um, flatter and ask them to change distribute one book sir you are a great person i see that you are very intelligent i think you read many books this is one book for you please take what book bible i don't read religion no scientific explanation of god you 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 believe in science this is science this is science at its best take so once he takes and reads then i mean i was fooled like that I was a science person, <laughs> so this Brahmachari, he was selling books, Bhagavad Gita, and all this. So he came to our college also. I was a student in the college. I was a big, you know, science science freak. Anything science, I will accept. Other things, I won't accept. You know that kind of person. <clears throat> so um, he came and said, hey, some books are there. You know, why don't you purchase? You know, take this Bhagavad Gita. It will be very nice. I was like, mm, I mean, I was not. arrogant on his face but was you know cordial i said um, yeah i mean nice uh, but um, i don't have money of course i did not have money we did not have pocket money so um, i said uh, anyway I, because i had heard bhagavad gita i mean some religious book some you know i did not understand it as a science before i did not know it was a science so um, i said um, then he said you know what you must be having many questions at your age many questions about life about things so this bhagavad gita has all the answers he said like that and i did have many questions i was actually searching for a lot of answers to a lot of questions why was this creation made and what is the formula for creation and you know how did this everything happen and you know everything i was so many questions about what life is and what i should do with my life and so many things so teenage life you know it's, it's like that kind of sometimes um start to think about life so i did have many questions so okay he's promising that everything is answer is here let me test it out but i said i don't have money he he gave me the idea that you borrow money from somebody your friend or somebody and return it to him then i said all my friends are gone what can what can i do then he gave me the idea also you go maybe ask some of your teachers i was going okay i went up and you know, i was climbing up all the staircase and everything I was, then i saw my sanskrit teacher 
I was always naughty in his class, so he was always, he would always get upset with me a little bit, you know. Then I went to him. I said, "Sir, can you lend me some money? I will return you tomorrow." Why? I want to buy Bhagavad Gita. Ah, Bhagavad, you buying Bhagavad Gita? Okay. He's very good, very good, very good boy. I take, take, take. <laughs> More than happy. <laughs> so I, I struck some good impression with that lecturer. At the same time, I came out, came down. I gave the money, bought the Bhagavad Gita. That changed everything, and started reading Bhagavad Gita. Oh, that science that was there in the Bhagavad Gita was so much bigger than the science I was studying. I was actually studying science, not just the syllabus, but I was studying other physics and you know theory of relativity and quantum physics. I was trying to explore all these things just to understand about life, about creation. So I was doing all these kind of solo research. So when this came about, wow, this is so much more bigger and so much more higher. And then I immediately gave up the all the other physics books all finish, gave up. I distributed the books to my friends. I read this Bhagavad Gita over about two three weeks. I already got completely disinterested in all the other science. This was the greatest science. So actually, it is science. Hmm. So but we you know we think we are some you know big big time thing. So sometimes flattery. Sometimes you know some kind of devices, but the main thing is how to help that person. Flattery alone alone will not help, and the flattery should not be done for some personal gain. Usually, when people flatter, that's why the, the person also when you flatter is oh, very happy. What do you want? Because that when they want only people will flatter, no? When they want something, so when they ask that, ah, then we can say, I don't want anything. I just want you to know something. What is that? Whatever you have learned, it is nonsense. So please now. You surrender to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then your life will be successful. So this is preaching. Anyway, <laughs> we have gone a great deal <laughs> in many directions, but you know, it's always good to understand the time. How you know we have come from you know the old age, death. How death is a um, how time is you know. running out a human life is a great opportunity and from there we branched out one by one one by one so there you go so where were we the living beings covered by the illusory energy evolve in different species of life with bodies ranging from that of an insignificant ant to that of brahma the constructor of the cosmos so this was where we branched out from the evolution of consciousness where human life is the best the pradhana the chief cause of all causes is the impersonal vision sorry the chief cause of all causes in the impersonal vision is none other than the supreme lord the pradhana which is the chief cause in the impersonal vision is none other than the supreme lord whom one can see face to face in the internal potency in the external potency we cannot see face to face but in the internal potency we can see him face to face that means by the influence of yoga maya which is the internal potency we can see the lord face to face but with his external potency we forget him we cannot see him naham prakasha sarvasya yoga maya samavrata so he is covered otherwise <clears throat> he takes the material all pervasive form by his inconceivable power although all three potencies namely internal external and marginal are essentially one in the ultimate issue they are different in action like electric energy which can produce both cold and heat under different conditions 
somebody cannot hear audio yeah maybe you log out and log in i hope for the others it's all right right so the electric energy is different act differently acting sometimes cold sometimes heat sometimes something else you know um so it's the same electrical energy so krishna's energy is one it's exhibiting itself in very various different ways parasya shaktir vividhaiva shruyate the external and marginal potencies are so called under various conditions but in the original internal potencies there are no such conditions so in the marginal potency and external potency there are so many conditions um but in original internal potency there are no such conditions nor is it possible for the conditions of the external potency to exist in the marginal or vice versa one who is able to understand the intricacies of all these energies of the supreme lord can no longer remain an empiric impersonalist under the influence of a poor fund of knowledge see so this is <clears throat> um this is full knowledge of the supreme lord you know this is how we have to understand so that's the end of um, today's section so how krishna is a source of vishnu um and how it is how the argument is refuted by subject and predicate and giving references from the uh, various um, shlokas of course the shlokas part we already saw last week this week is about how to refute such argument so in fact in other ways also this argument can be addressed because in krishna the madhurya ras vatsalya ras sakya ras is available devotees can you know relate with him in these but in other chaturbhuj there is no sakharas there is no vatsalaras there is no madhuraras lakshmi is there but other than that mostly is dasaras um, but these especially this madhuraras sakya uh, vatsalya and madhuraya which are very intimate relationships dasaras is very official very you know your master i am servant you know that kind of distance is there but that distance is lessened and lessened and lessened in there as we progress higher towards in the other rasas like sakya vatsalya and madhurya which is friendship parental and conjugal love so these things are these things can be um, uh, related with krishna so that's why uh, there is another thing that krishna has in and of course the acharyas the rupa goswami also in the nectar of devotion he has analyzed all the qualities there are 50 qualities that you know we have and even lord brahma has brahma has it has them in complete fullness but then lord shiva has five more qualities than lord brahma which lord brahma also cannot have a perfect living being in this universe will be lord brahma and lord brahma has 50 qualities in fullness we have those 50 qualities in very very minute quantities but he has in the fullness that is achievable by a living entity brahma lord shiva has five more which brahma also does not have and narayana has five more that means lord shiva has 55 lord narayana has 60 and krishna has 64 qualities so there again it is uh, proved that krishna is a source of narayana maybe we can maybe we can go into that because uh, it's a list only and we can probably
here nectar of devotion chapter 21 ah shrila rupa goswami after consulting various scriptures has enumerated the transcendental qualities of the lord as follows one beautiful features of the entire body two marked with all auspicious characteristics three extremely pleasing four effulgent five strong six ever youthful seven wonderful linguist truthful eight truthful nine talks pleasingly 10 fluent 11 highly learned 12 highly intelligent 13 a genius 14 artistic 15 extremely clever 16 expert 17 grateful 18 firmly determined 19 an expert judge of time and circumstances 20 sees and speaks on the authority of vedas or scriptures 21 pure 22 self control 23 steadfast 24 forbearing 25 forgiving 26 grave 27 self satisfied 28 possessing equilibrium 29 magnanimous 30 religious 31 heroic 32 compassionate 33 respectful 34 gentle 35 liberal 36 shy 37 the protector of surrendered souls 38 happy 39 the well wisher of devotees 40 controlled by love 41 all auspicious all auspicious 42 most powerful 43 all famous 44 popular 45 partial to devotees 46 very attractive to all women 47 all worshipable 48 all opulent 49 all honorable 50 the supreme controller the supreme personality of godhead has all these 50 transcendental qualities in fullness as deep as the ocean in other words the extent of his qualities is inconceivable as parts and parcels of the supreme lord the individual living entities can also possess all of these qualities in minute quantities provided they become pure devotees of the lord if they become pure devotees they will have all these 50 in the fullness that a living can living entity can achieve okay but if not pure devotee then you know many of these are not um, fully realized see In other words all of the above transcendental qualities can be present in the devotees in minute quantity whereas the qualities in fullness are always present in the supreme personality of godhead besides these there are other transcendental qualities which are described by lord shiva to parvati in the padma purana and in the first canto of shrimad bhagavatam in connection with the conversation between the deity of the earth and the king of religion yamaraj it is said therein quote persons who are desirous of becoming great personalities must be decorated with the following qualities truthfulness cleanliness mercy perseverance renunciation peacefulness simplicity control of the senses equilibrium of the mind austerity equality forbearance placidity learning knowledge detachment opulence chivalry influence strength memory independence tactfulness luster patience kindheartedness ingenuity gentility manliness determination perfection in all knowledge proper execution possession of all objects of enjoyment gravity steadiness faithfulness fame respectfulness and lack of false egotism unquote persons who are desiring to become great souls cannot be without any of the above qualities so we can know for certain that these qualities are found in lord krishna the supreme soul so any great soul should have these qualities what to speak of the supreme soul right besides all of these above mentioned 50 qualities lord krishna possesses five more which are sometimes partially manifested in the persons of lord brahma or lord shiva these transcendental qualities are as follows 51 changeless 52 all cognizant 
53 ever fresh 54 sachidananda possessing an eternal blissful body 55 possessing all mystic perfections now how come brahma has sachidananda body he's also material right yes but he has a very in fact he does not die like us when the universe is finished he just goes back as a um, eternal associate of the lord he does not die like us even the demigods don't die like us their death is different from our death <clears throat> and 55 possessing all mystic perfections brahma also has to certain extent this way is partially manifested now krishna possesses five other qualities which are manifest in the body of narayan and they are listed as follows 56 he has inconceivable potency 57 uncountable universes generate from his body 58 he is the original source of all incarnations 59 he is the giver of salvation to the enemies whom he kills 60 he is the attractor of liberated souls so this is exclusive for narayan all these transcendental qualities are manifest wonderfully in the personal feature of lord krishna krishna also has all these things besides these 60 transcendental qualities krishna has four more which are not manifest even in the narayan form of godhead what to speak of the demigods or living living entities they are as follows 61 he is the performer of wonderful varieties of pastimes especially his childhood pastimes 62 he is surrounded by devotees endowed with wonderful love of godhead what is this sakhiras vatsalaras madhuriras which is sweetest you know 63 he can attract all living entities all over the universes by playing on his flute nobody even narayan does not hold a flute of course he can play a flute i mean even an ordinary living being can play a flute of course narayan can play a flute but he krishna attracts even narayan by his flute even narayan 64 and there are <laughs> there are evidence shastrik evidences for all these things i think in the chaitanya charitamrita only these are all also discussed um 64 he has a wonderful excellence of beauty which cannot be rivaled anywhere in the creation saumya roopa saum what is that kalyanatamam tatte roopam kalyanatamam the most auspicious form so of course narayan also very very beautiful extremely beautiful unimaginable beauty lord narayan but krishna attracts even lord narayan uh, so when krishna and arjuna went to the you know mahavishnu mahavishnu said i wanted to see you actually <laughs> so that's why i made this past time so that you can come here and i can see you so narayan also wants to see krishna so adding to these list of four exceptional qualities of krishna it is to be understood that the aggregate number of qualities of krishna is 64 sorry adding to the list these four exceptional qualities of krishna it is to be understood that the aggregate number of qualities of krishna is 64 shri rupa goswami has attempted to give evidences from various scriptures about all 64 qualities present in the person of the supreme lord so each of these 64 now all the evidences are there so you can read you can go and read this chapter 21st chapter of the nectar of devotion it's homework for you so you see in this way acharyas have 
ఈవెన్ చైతన్య మహాప్రభు వెన్ హీ వెన్ టు హూ ఇస్ వల్ల వెంకట భట్ సేమ్ ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్ నో ఐ థింక్ వీ హ్యావ్ విజిటెడ్ దట్ ఆర్గ్యుమెంట్ ఎర్లియర్ వేర్ బికాస్ వెంకట భట్ హీ వాజ్ వర్షిపింగ్ లక్ష్మీనారాయణ సో చైతన్య మహాప్రభు జోక్ ప్రత్యం హౌకమ్ యూనో యువర్ లక్ష్మీ కుడ్ నాట్ ఎంటర్ రాస్లీలా హౌకమ్ సో ఈ సైడ్ నో ఐ మీ ఎనీవే నో నో డిఫరెన్స్ బిట్వీన్ నారాయణ అండ్ కృష్ణ యూనో ఎస్ దర్ ఇస్ నో డిఫరెన్స్ కరెక్ట్ బట్ స్టిల్ షీ కుడ్ నాట్ ఎంటర్ షీ గ్రేట్ గ్రేట్ తపస్సా షీఈస్ ఆల్వేస్ ఎట్ ద ఫీట్ ఆఫ్ నారాయణ్ వై డి షీ షీ హ్యావ్ టు డూ గ్రేట్ తపస్సా టు గో టు రాస్లీలా if it is the same narayan and krishna is the same and why she had to go she did not have to do because harim vina what is that uh, what is that aradhito yadi haris tapasatatah kim naradhito yadi haris tapasatatah kim so if he one is already worshiping hari what is the use of any other tapasya she is already worshiping narayan what is the use of worshiping and doing tapasya again to go into raslila it is the same right and he said don't don't you know tease me like this you know venkata but said because you did not have answer <laughs> so then jayadan mahaprabhu said uh, she could not enter because uh, even though she did austerity also she could not enter because her mood is different her mood of narayan uh, love for narayan is swakiya ras swakiya par, uh, madhurya ras that means conjugal love but as a husband that unconditional flavor that the gopis have for krishna unmatched ramya kachadu pasana brajavadhu vargena ya kalpita that unconditional love that gopis have even the queens in dwarka cannot match and therefore lakshmi and the queens cannot enter raslila it's a totally different mood in order to enter visa no visa to enter into the raslila arena she could not get visa lakshmi ji <laughs> visa rejected why qualification missing <laughs> what is that parakiya bhava so that is possible with krishna so that is another example why krishna is the source of even narayana that's why krishna is called krishna krishna means all attractive attracts even narayana you know so in this way there is uh, so much evidence given by acharyas so any questions or comments maybe we'll go into the questions and there are some questions bhakta virendra first question shirodha kshaya vishnu is narayan and krishna is avatari so krishna is the source of both narayan and shirodha kshaya vishnu who is responsible for all vishnu avatars yes next question bhakta virendra lord krishna appears only once in a day of brahma then it is also mentioned in scriptures that the supreme lord appears in various colors in each of the four yugas so is it vishnu who appears in various colors in the four yuga four different yugas yes different uh, vishnu who appears next question by bhaktin puja in south people worship narayan in, in north <coughs> mostly in braj area people worship laddu gopal some people worship gaurnithai which which form of lord krishna worship is good are all form worshiping is same either it's narayan or laddu gopal well to be very honest what we are worshiping now although we have radha krishna temples all over the world we are actually worshiping lakshmi narayan why shri prabhu said this because 
to worship radha and krishna that is not for conditioned souls for only liberated souls conditioned souls actually cannot worship radha and krishna radha krishna has to be have to be worshiped only in ecstatic love now we are having so many rules vaidhi bhakti you have to do this you have to do that these are all rules and regulations so lakshmi narayan are worshiped by rules and regulations with all the strict rules and regulations but radha krishna is totally different flavor that is only aprakrita bhava that is in the liberated stage so although we are worshiping radha and krishna we are actually effectively only worshiping lakshmi narayan hmm. our worship is of lakshmi narayan so we are i mean analyzing these rasas in different ways but we are nobody to comment that oh hanuman is a dasiras eh hanuman no that we cannot say because dasiras what it is what loathing or what no it is all pure devotees are pure devotees whether they be gopis or hanuman they all are pure devotees hmm. each flavor according to his own uh, you know mood his eternal relationship with the lord he will exhibit certain attraction to some certain form in a certain mood all pure devotees are pure devotees they are not lesser pure devotees more pure devotees but the rasa there is called rasa uh, rasa there is um, rasa bhas can happen if i mean uh, uh, hanuman he cannot have the feelings of a gopi that's not that's a mismatch for his mind for his heart it's a mismatch it doesn't go well with his mood of servitude so for him that is not tasteful for the gopis uh, being a servant you know when when they came to dance with krishna in the night dead of night krishna said you have to be chaste woman to your husbands you have to be you cannot run away like this in the dead of night uh, to dance with another boy like this uh, this is your you know you are transgressing uh, all moral etiquette you know you should go back so they did not like if, if ram says something lord ram says something to hanuman hanuman says yes my lord <laughs> gopis they did not say yes my lord we will go back home no 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 what nonsense you are talking ha huh? they talk to him in very very uh, slant language you know they even rebuke him what kind of person you are ha huh? first of all you call us with the flute and now you are asking us go, to go back home nobody is going to accept us at home anymore we are done because actually it is a fact that a woman when she goes out in the night if she doesn't return she cannot be accepted that's the whole point why sita was has to be banished again because ram accepted her after 10 months of being away from her whereas one woman who went missing the the fisherman he did not want uh, her back home he said oh maybe ram can accept you know his wife after 10 months but i cannot accept you after even one night missing so that was the culture so they went missing now in the night how can anybody accept them so they said we have already given up everything and now you are you are also giving up on us no 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 this is very wrong of you krishna you should not speak like this <laughs> they told krishna what what you are talking nonsense so hanuman will never do like this to lord ram right but so krishna or gopi's relationship with krishna is different ram uh, hanuman's relationship with ram is different so but both are perfect in their own ways you know hanuman is a perfect example of a servant gopi's are a perfect example of conjugal lover so in that way so we cannot distinguish between them but our position now coming to your question narayan or laddu gopal or it's all the same but we follow 
what our guru says in fact even laddu gopal is vatsalaras laddu gopal is a small boy krishna that is also vatsalaras in fact in our sampradaya actually laddu gopal uh, this this is worshiped by the pushtimargya sampradaya which is in mostly in gujarat um, pushtimargya sampradaya there vatsalaras krishna is just like a small boy but our sampradaya staying true to our sampradaya our more uh, con, uh, this thing um, uh, focuses on radha krishna that's why that's why that's why shri prabhupad you know established radha krishna of course in vrindavan he did krishna balram in others he also did uh, what is that um, rukmini dwarka dwarka dhish and also uh, sitaram deities he established but mainly radha krishna hmm. because this is uh, our sampradaya stand what what our sampradaya stands for and chaitanya mahaprabhu also wherever he went he spoke about radha krishna love so we have to do what our that's why um as prabhupad said here in this purport bhagavad gita 1865 purport if you see i think we saw this last week as well see these words stress that one should concentrate uh, his mind upon krishna the very form with two hands carrying a flute the bluish boy with a beautiful face and peacock feathers in his hair there are descriptions of krishna found in the brahma samhita and other literatures one should fix his mind on this original form of godhead krishna one should not even divert his attention to other forms of the lord the lord has multi forms as vishnu narayan rama varaha etc but a devotee should concentrate his mind on the form that was present before arjuna concentration of the mind on the form of krishna constitutes the most confidential part of knowledge and this is disclosed to arjuna because arjuna is the most dear friend of krishna's now we worship lord narasimhadev also now this worship of lord narasimhadev is to protect our worship of lord uh, for radha and krishna bhaktivinu thakur also wrote a nice song actually about narasimhadev there he is praying to narasimhadev because everybody prays to narasimhadev for protection some people protect um, ask him for protection from ghosts some people ask him for protection from some un- undesired elements undesirable elements and bhaktivinu thakur is also asking narasimhadev for protection against what against my devotion to radha krishna not be spoiled please <laughs> please protect my devotion to radha and krishna this is like the gopis you know they were raslila they were dancing and suddenly krishna went missing and when they were searching for krishna in one place he appeared himself but as four-handed narayan so when they saw him they said you know uh, they they paid their respects to him and they asked him where is krishna they asked narayan where is krishna they paid their respects you know like narayan you know narayan ji bhagwan but krishna did not they did not uh, you know like pray to him like as if he was bhagwan like that you know so a different mood same krishna he was standing sitting there as narayan oh narayan ji narayan ji where is krishna do you know have you seen krishna passing by like that so their respect for narayan but krishna different relationship so even though they approach narayan they asking for krishna they do even katyayani vrata they ask katyayani durga please make krishna as our husband so even though they go to demigod they don't ask for material benefit they ask for spiritual benefit of course durga devi is not Um, that's not her duty but a devotee always sees everything as the in fact she is a vaishnavi she is a very powerful vaishnavi in fact how can she be not a vaishnavi because she is 
carrying out this order of carrying out i mean handling this material world so perfectly as per the order of krishna chaye vayasya bhuvanani bibarti durga ichchanu roopam api yasya chacheshtate sa govindamadi purusham tamaham bhajam so durga she is conducting this material world according to the orders of krishna strictly just as a shadow strictly follows our form like that hmm. so she is great vaishnavi <coughs> so like that okay what is the next bhakta virendra next question just as the shankarites or mayavadi are worshiping impersonal brahman one of the four bona fide vaishnava sects namely sri vaishnavas have reached until the narayan realization and fall short of avatari krishna realization and hence consider krishna to be the eighth incarnation of vishnu well let us not talk about narayan realization and falling short of krishna realization we are falling short of any realization at all <laughs> let us first become self realized you know before we talk about the falling short of some great devotees like you know ramanujachari or somebody else so you see these are all very high class topics you know very very high grade topics actually we are not even qualified to speak on the subject matters sarasa because it is described in the in the in the, in the shastras we are discussing now but um, yeah i mean sri sri vaishnava sampradayam uh, in fact in the navadvip navadvip dham mahatmya bhaktivinoda thakur wrote that ramanujacharya actually had darshan of chaitanya mahaprabhu way before chaitanya mahaprabhu even came down so when uh, ramanujacharya went to navadvip he was so excited he saw the darshan of chaitanya mahaprabhu and he said i am going to now preach madhurya ras everywhere this is the highest chaitanya mahaprabhu said no don't do it you preach the dasaras i will come later i will preach the madhurya inside your heart you uh, enjoy madhurya ras outside you preach dasaras so in that way um, he stifled <laughs> preaching of ramanujacharya and ramanujacharya therefore only preached until dasaras so sri chaitanya mahaprabhu brought the madhurya ras actually madhavendra puri started and sri chaitanya mahaprabhu you know spread everywhere they consider krishna to be incarnation of vishnu yeah but um, again in the dashavatar stotra of jayadev goswami and in the bhagavatam the description is different krishna is the avatari hmm? the others are avatars next question by bhakta virendra again war misery disease is existent only in material world for both devotees and demons misery is not there for devotees anyway it is non existent in spiritual world which is full of bliss knowledge and eternity lord krishna and his other incarnations appear to save devotees and kill the demons however the demons killed by krishna and incarnations in all ages such as jain vijay born in three ages kamsa the soldiers of the soldiers killed in kurukshetra war all attain salvation so demons are also fortunate killed by krishna yes of course they are fortunate but the devotee is even more fortunate because the demon gets impersonal they they go as they go and um, remain as a particle in the brahmajyoti whereas the devotees they actually go to vaikuntha planets and serve the lord there so both get liberation but the other one get impersonal liberation one get personal liberation the devotees are awarded with personal liberation whereas the demons are awarded with impersonal realization ah uh, next 
नेक्स्ट क्वेश्चन बाय भक्त वीरेंद्र अगेन डू यू बिलीव इन मनमंत्र हिस्ट्री विच स्टार्टेड विथ कलपारंभ सम वन बिलियन नाइन हंड्रेड मिलियन अर्थली इयर्स अगो वन प्रेजेंट श्वेत श्वेतावत श्वेतवराह स्टार्टेड नो इट अवर मन मनु सी मनु एवरी एवरी सेवेंटी वन साइकल्स ऑफ द फोर युगर्स मनुज आर गोइंग ऑन सो नाउ वट इज दैट इफ यू कैलकुलेट ट्वेंटी सेवन साइकल्स लेट मी कैलकुलेट so 20 what is that 4.32 million years right let's say this is one cycle of the four yugas so times 27 plus 1764000 plus 1296000 plus 864000 so we have and plus 5000 120.5 million years 120 million 500 i don't know if you can see that 120 million 569000 years have passed in this manu so what do you where did you get 1 billion 970 million maybe if you time 71 cycles probably i don't know maybe not anyway so manvantaram it is always there 7th manu now we are under the 7th manu next question by bhaktin vanajakshi abhi where can i get sanskrit words for all the 64 transcendental qualities of krishna good question i will have to find out i think there is an act of devotion in sanskrit also of course the original text is in sanskrit um i will have to find and later maybe give you okay i think that's the end of the session thank you very very much for joining us in this live stream and we will meet again on uh, wednesday as i said no no i think we have an am am session on monday okay <clears throat> oh vivaswan manu plus 6 manus okay yeah yeah that is the day of brahma i mean not just the day yeah yeah the day correct so anyway thank you very much uh, we will meet you on uh, monday then am am session and after that on wednesday as usual with our bhagavad gita class so tomorrow we don't have a class sundays we might have a class i don't know maybe in the temple itself to a small group of devotees and maybe stream that live let's see 
राइट थैंक यू वेरी मच हरे कृष्णा चैतन्य चरितामृत की जाए कृष्णदास कविराज गोस्वामी की जाए गौरनिताय भगवान की जाए पंचतत्व की जाए चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जाए अनंत गौरी वैष्णव वृंद की जाए निताय गौर ब्रह्मानंद हरि हरि बोल श्रील प्रभुपाद की जाए हरे कृष्णा